I want to invite you to join us for the first ever Bitcoin Business Owners Roundtable. On May 22nd, Paul D. Joe, co-founder and former COO at Mudwater, will be sharing about online marketing and using Bitcoin to accelerate your efforts. In addition to helping scale the well-known coffee alternative, Paul is also behind Casey Cattle's recent Bitcoin adoption that went viral on Twitter. After Paul shares, there'll be a live Q&A along with the time to share insights and network with fellow entrepreneurs. You can find a link in the show notes to sign up. Be sure you'll be able to say, I was there when your progeny asked you where you were for the first ever Bitcoin Business Owners Roundtable. I think every business should be finding a way to incorporate Bitcoin into their balance sheet, into their daily operations. The events of the last few weeks with SVB and all of this banking crisis um, has ignited, I think, a thought process around making sure that you have some form of your treasury in money that you control and that only you control, that you could get access to in case your bank is having some troubles and goes into receivership over the weekend. Welcome to the Business Bitcoinization Show, the show dedicated to helping you enrich your life and grow your business with Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth. I'm your host, Josh Friedemann, and our guest today is Trey Sellers, who's the head of client solutions at Unchained Capital. Unchained provides financial services for Bitcoiners, starting with the most secure way for clients to hold their own Bitcoin for multiple generations. Unchained also offers Bitcoin IRAs, Bitcoin trading, and Bitcoin-backed loans with a strong focus on education. Trey has broad experience across banking, finance, technology, and consulting, and he's been a Bitcoiner since 2014. Now, of course, before we get to our interview with Trey, we have this week's Bitcoin Meetup Spotlight, and this week is the Bay Area Bitcoiners. There's a growing community of meetups for plebs by plebs in the Bay Area. Bay Area Bitcoiners is a federation of meetups around Northern California's Bay Area. They're rapidly growing and plan to add two new locations this year. Their meetups are casual and welcoming to beginners, but also have OGs, core and lightning devs and Bitcoin companies showing up to share and answer questions. So while everyone's watching Bitcoin Park and Bitcoin Commons, Bay Area be creeping. You can find them on Twitter at Bay Area BTC or at BayAreaBitcoiners.com. And if you don't happen to be in the Bay Area but want to find a Bitcoin meetup near you, I encourage you to download the Oshi app where you'll be able to do just that. Now, we're going to get to our interview with Trey right after this. Business owners, unlock the benefits Bitcoin has to offer your business with the Bitcoin for Business Quick Start Guide. This 27-page guide highlights the six ways you can grow your business with Bitcoin. Check it out in the show notes. Trey, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Josh. Really excited to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you a little bit better and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? Absolutely. When and how did you first learn about Bitcoin? I first heard about Bitcoin back in 2011. Uh, I came to Bitcoin from the libertarian side of things uh, and was listening to you know various podcasts or shows out there from from that side of the world, uh, and this topic of Bitcoin just kept coming up. Uh, I didn't really understand it, didn't really see it as all that important, kind of cool libertarian money, so to speak, uh, but didn't really uh, scratch any kind of intellectual curiosity itch there uh, until a little bit later after it kept coming up in, in about 2014, became a lot easier to buy it. 
uh, once Coinbase was out and, and released. And so I, I started buying a little bit on Coinbase uh, once a month. And, um, you know, after DCAing for a little bit, kind of got a little bit of flack from my wife. Hopefully she doesn't hear this, but she's basically like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting our money on this? Um, and so on, on all of the circumstances, you should listen to your wife. If she tells you to mm. stop buying Bitcoin, that's that's one place where you might want to ignore her. But uh, anyway, um, you know, I, I've been in Bitcoin since 2014. Takes a while for most people to get down the rabbit hole and really understand what Bitcoin is about, why it's important, um, why you should care about it, what types of impacts it should have on the world. Um, and I'm no different. So, you know, from 2014 to 2017, not a whole lot of really deep understanding there. Um, 2017, that bull run really got me excited and interested again, started learning a little bit more. And then it was kind of in the depths of the bear market for whatever reason in 2018 and 2019 that I started buying a little bit more on a more regular basis, going a lot deeper down the, the education rabbit hole, started thinking about what it meant to actually hold your own keys and hold your own Bitcoin and, and really take sovereignty into your money. Uh, and then from there, it's like all bets are off. Um, I, as you mentioned, I came from the, the fiat financial world. Uh, I've worked in banking and financial services for my entire career before joining Unchained. Uh, and it was around the 2019, late 2019 um, timeframe when I started recognizing what we were about to see in 2020 and 2021, which, which came to be, which is that Bitcoin was going to have a really big uh, rally coming into and after the having, uh, and that I thought that the people around me uh, in my job, the people on the trading floor that I worked, uh, the people around the bank would really be interested in Bitcoin and, and wanting to understand it. And who better than me, who already has some level of understanding to be that person to provide that education. Uh, so I put together a, a deck I call Bitcoin for Bankers. Uh, I was giving this presentation uh, around the bank in various, various ways. Uh, one thing led to another and ended up in a crypto working group as the bank in, in the middle of that bull market really was wanting to understand whether or not and what their strategy should be around this whole thing uh, and just representing the Bitcoin view there. Uh, so, you know, a lot of good work, just trying to educate people and orange pill people. And one thing led to another and I ended up in Unchained. Uh, couldn't be happier. It's, it's an amazing place uh, to work. Uh, surrounded by really brilliant people who are just out here trying to orange pill the world and trying to help people to take control of their Bitcoin um, so they can have the full sovereignty that, that Bitcoin provides. Question number two is this, what's an insight or fact about Bitcoin that you wish everyone understood? So most people have heard about Bitcoin as having a fixed supply, that that 21 million is out there and it can't be changed. But I think most people don't really understand why it's able to be enforced in a credible manner. And so that's really that's really it. The fact that there are hundreds of thousands of people out there running the software in their home, the fact that you as a node runner actually enforce the rules that you want to opt into. Um, I've got a node running right next to me here. And that software is something that I control that only I say what rules I want to opt into. And my node says 21 million always and forever. It will never change. Uh, and so anybody else trying to change that, uh, that hard cap is going to be basically forking themselves out of the network. Uh, they're going to be creating their own network and hoping they can convince other people to join them. Um, we've seen that happen in the past. 
it doesn't end well for people in the Bitcoin Cash community or, you know, any of the other uh, crazy forks that are out there. Um, so, you know, a really deep understanding of why that 21 million is able to be credibly enforced is something that once you understand it, uh, it, it kind of brings you to a whole new level of being able to have conviction that Bitcoin will last uh, forever, that it will change the world, uh, that it can't be changed or co-opted or controlled by people in the corporate or, or political class. So question number three is, what is the Bitcoin resource you most recommend to other people? The one I've most recommended to other people is the bullish case for Bitcoin, uh, Vijay Boyapati. Uh, it was written in 2018. It's just um, kind of a seminal piece that's a short enough read where people can get through it in one sitting. Uh, it covers the why of Bitcoin, which anybody who is going to be adopting it in any kind of like sticky way needs to understand why it's important and why they should care about it. Otherwise, it's just kind of like a fleeting thing that will that will you know go away after a, a few few minutes of of messing around with it. Uh, so that that's definitely the one that I've shared the most. Question number four. This takes us a little bit away from Bitcoin. Beyond Bitcoin, what is a resource, tool, or an idea that's been helpful to you or your work at Unchained recently? Yeah, so um, I recently heard a uh, podcast um, with Robert Breedlove uh, talking to a guest about this tool called Natural Reader. Uh, and the idea here is that we, we want to be able to maximize the productivity that we have in learning new things, reading new resources, taking in information, absorbing it understanding it, being able to recall it in the future. Uh, and he recommended, the, the guest recommended this tool called Natural Reader, which is a text-to-speech uh, plugin that you can add to Chrome uh, that reads any website, PDF, uh, audiobook, um, you know, any, any other resource out there that you want to feed it, it will read it and you can just speed that up as fast as you want. Uh, and the idea is that by reading and by listening at the same time, you can crank up the speed and still get uh, a very high uh, quality in terms of the amount of information that you're able to absorb in that same time period and the amount of information that you're able to retain. Uh, so I've kind of recently been using this tool. Uh, it's really a lot of fun uh, trying to see how fast I can crank that out. Uh, and I, I, I do feel the effects of um, making maintaining focus on what I'm actually reading uh, and and obviously being able to blaze through things that otherwise would just sit in a tab open knowing that I needed to read it, but never actually getting to it. That's a great one. And I had never heard of that. I'm sure other people like myself were writing it down as you were talking. So I'll have to check that out. So question number five, we call it our arbitrary but insightful question <laughs> is this as a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? I don't know how many other people take the cop out answer, but I'm going to say uh, you need a little bit of both, right? Um, Bitcoin kind of at its essence is all about asking why. Why does the money that is that we're using every day create such downstream problems? Are there downstream problems that are coming from that money? Like why are there people who are able to print money and you are not one of those lucky few people. Um, it's those types of why questions that are really important to question the world around you, to make sure that you have a, a good understanding so that you can go forward and uh, make better decisions about how you want to, to live your, your life. 
why not comes into play uh, really importantly, uh, just from like a um, motivational factor. It's like a lot of times, and I, I feel this, uh, you probably do as well. You have these grand ideas. You have these like ideas of what your life can be, um, the things that you want to achieve. And adopting this principle or this thought process of why not can allow you to get over the hump of um, just thinking about something and then taking action. Why can't I do this? And how am I going to solve this problem that's in front of me? How can I change my habits so that I'm moving myself forward uh, in my life, um, whether that be personally or professionally to achieve the types of goals that you have. So that's kind of how I think about it. I apologize for copping out on, on answering with both there. Meet Linkster, your premier Bitcoin-focused advisor. Linkster caters to businesses, institutions, family offices, and high net worth individuals. They merge your unique financial goals and needs with Linkster's Bitcoin expertise to craft your own sustainable plan to preserve and grow the value of your hard-earned profits and retained earnings. And Linkster is not just advice, it's tailored execution. Connect directly with the founder by visiting Linkster.com. That's L-Y-N-C-S-T-E-R. Com. Linkster, secure your future with Bitcoin. Today's episode of Business Bitcoinization is proudly brought to you by Vellus Commerce, where the future of business technology meets Bitcoin. As we journey through the era of Bitcoin and its transformational impact on businesses, there's one name that stands out. Vellus Commerce. Whether you're looking to build a cutting-edge website, a seamless mobile app, or custom software, Vellus is your go-to team. They've been diving deep into the world of Bitcoin since 2014, making them one of the most experienced groups for integrating Bitcoin and Lightning payments into a variety of digital platforms. But here's what truly sets them apart. Vellus Commerce doesn't just build. They bring a wealth of knowledge to ensure your project success from day one. Their team understands the nuances of Bitcoin, ensuring that your business stays ahead of the curve. And for all business Bitcoinization listeners out there, Vellus Commerce is offering a free consultation to kickstart your project the right way. So if you're ready to future-proof your business in the coming age of hyper-Bitcoinization, head over to VellusCommerce.com or reach out on Twitter at Vellus Commerce. Let's make sure your business thrives in the Bitcoin era. You're not the first and you won't be the last, but yeah. really the most valuable <laughs> thing is you provided your reasoning for it. And that's, that's just helpful. You know, it's helpful to hear what different people say. Um, you could argue whether or not there's actually one right answer, but I think it's just sharpening how people think and giving people different perspectives. So I appreciate that. But Trey, we're here today to talk about Unchained Capital, your work there, especially, and particularly how uh, business owners could be potentially starting a relationship with Unchained Capital. So could you just share with us a little bit about the business and what you do as the head of client solutions? Unchained, just in a general sense, is a company that's committed to providing financial services for Bitcoiners. That starts at a foundational level with custody. Bitcoin is as we were talking about before, has 21 million hard fixed supply. Uh, and each one of those Satoshis that make up that supply is, is very precious. And Bitcoiners recognize that. They need to have a way to secure their Bitcoin uh, in, in a fashion that doesn't leave them vulnerable to mistakes that they might make, um, that gives them the guidance and support that they need throughout their Bitcoin journey and really throughout generations. They need a way to pass on that Bitcoin that nobody wants to sell, uh, but everybody wants to hold on to for a very long period of time. They need to be able to pass that Bitcoin down to future generations. And so what we do is address that problem using some native functionality that's built into Bitcoin called multi-signature, where you're protecting the Bitcoin behind 
three different keys, any two of which are needed to control the Bitcoin. So our clients, whether they're individuals or businesses, they control two out of the three of those keys, which which puts them in complete control over the Bitcoin. Uh, but Unchained holds one beside them as a resource, as a guide, and as a recovery mechanism uh, for any time that they um, need to make use of, of our key there. Um, and we provide really great support for businesses specifically as they're coming on uh, onto the platform to think through the different types of governance structures that are associated with private key um, management in an organization that has multiple people who are responsible for collaboratively uh, managing a Bitcoin treasury. There's a lot of different questions that need to be asked or answered uh, and thought through for a business relative to an individual. And so part of our job is as we're working with businesses to help them think through those those key and critical questions so that they can feel really comfortable and confident with the way that they are managing that Bitcoin treasury. Uh, and then from there, we have a host of other financial services that um, businesses can can uh, make use of. We have the ability uh, for you to buy and sell Bitcoin with us, uh, a trading desk there. We have Bitcoin back loans, as you mentioned before. For individuals, we do have Bitcoin IRAs. We could maybe talk about that at another time. but having this full suite of financial services built around that core foundational um, value proposition of making sure that your your Bitcoin treasury is secured in the best possible way with fault tolerance built in, uh, that's really what we're going after. And that's really what we help businesses to do. So one of the people I've interviewed before is John Burnett of Takiza Tacos down in Miami. And he's talked about the benefit. It's just like peace of mind for him as a co-owner of a restaurant. You know, there's this multi-sig solution where no one person can move the the money by themselves. And so that's that's obviously like a, a really straightforward, obvious use case or benefit. I'm curious about some of the questions that business owners in, I don't know how many specifics you, you can share, but the, the questions that business owners are coming to you with or are needing answered as they're figuring out what's going to work best for their specific situations. Yeah, um, as I mentioned, a lot of it is around how do I how do I put the proper controls in place such that there is no single point of failure when it comes mm -hmm. to. Uh, controlling Bitcoin within a business context. So, you know, we are using multi-sig. Uh, that inherently has the ability for you to spread out responsibility across multiple key holders uh, in a way where no single person is in control of the Bitcoin unilaterally. Um, so that's some cryptographic way that Bitcoin has just built into it that allows for you to distribute that ownership and control over Bitcoin in a business setting. Um, that said, a lot of businesses want even more above and beyond that, right? So um, the way that we think about this is one, our key can also be used to sign alongside other uh, uh, other keys in that quorum, right? So if you've got two partners in a business and they're each holding a key and partner A decides he's going to uh, try to run off with the Bitcoin to Polynesia uh, and, you know, and really take that Bitcoin away from the business and away from his, his business partner, he might try to come to us and ask for our signature. Well, we have processes in place that would look for the approval from that second key holder before we do anything. And um, we have video verification that can be built into the um, built into that process. Um, so just a robust uh, control framework for making sure that when our key is being used, 
uh, that it's used in the proper way that's in accordance with the actual business needs and, and the, the people who are, are doing that on the up and up, so to speak. E- even beyond that, Josh, um, is for larger businesses that have more than just you know two partners, let's say, who are controlling keys, um, there's oftentimes a control infrastructure and an approval workflow that's built into uh, that process when you're measuring any uh, uh, managing any kind of, of treasury, whether that's Bitcoin or dollars. Um, we layer on a similar type of framework such that even for people who are not controlling keys, we can add in other approvals uh, in a customized quorum for larger enterprises so that before you even get to that cryptographic signing piece of it so that Bitcoin is moving, you've already, uh, you've already communicated to these other approvers the intent of that, uh, of that transaction um, and, and gotten their approval within the platform uh, so that you know, everybody's aware of what's going on uh, and there's a, a good control framework in place uh, to help people to control that treasury. I'm curious about the the differences maybe between a larger organization and then a small business where you might just have two people to take into consideration. Do you find that having a smaller group of people like that is just easier? You know, when it's two people, you just have two different keys. One has one, one has the other. Or do you find that a lot of larger businesses already have enough structure in place to where the creating additional structure is just uh, an easy add on? Uh, it's definitely different when you're talking about small to medium sized businesses or family offices or investment funds where you've got, um, you know, a couple of people who are generally in charge of this and, and will be holding keys versus a larger organization where that larger governance structure, as I was mentioning, needs to be in place. Um, typically, those those places already have those there. They already have designated individuals with segregated duties uh, as part of that process. Um, and, and some of the tools that can be used can also bring meat space into play where we can um, play around with who has access to backup seed phrases, who has access to wallet configuration files, uh, and all of that kind of thing uh, from, from you know that governance structure and security and access perspective there. You can also have multiple vaults within any of our accounts. Uh, so a larger organization might have multiple pots of Bitcoin that they're managing and that those different uh, that that different those different vaults that have different purposes might be also managed by mixing and matching different people. So maybe your CFO uh, of a organization is involved along with the CEO on the business's treasury, and it can only move if those two are coordinating, providing those cryptographic signatures. And maybe there's some other operating bucket of Bitcoin uh, that the CEO is involved with, with some other executive leader um, who has a completely different key. Uh, and you could have any number of these vaults uh, with any um, any combination of private keys that are controlled by different individuals to to really kind of form fit to what your specific organization needs to manage that that treasury or that operating Bitcoin. So I don't think it's hard for a business owner to see the need for something like this and the value for something like it. Let's say if someone reaches out to you after this after this podcast, what would it look like? Would you essentially get like two hardware wallets or signing devices and have them distributed and then you'd have the third key? Or is it more complex than that? Does does it just change depending on the situation? What what would it look like for someone to get started with Unchained? Yeah, so we have an onboarding process that is built specifically to take uh, an individual or a business uh, through that process of education. 
right? Um, we want to make sure that we have, especially for businesses that are a little more complex, um, enough of those conversations where we can nail down what that governance structure is going to look like ahead of time so that by the time that we're actually um, initializing keys, building vaults, moving Bitcoin in there, we've already got those questions answered and people already feel comfortable about how things are going to work. Uh, so that onboarding process is built specifically to make sure that everybody's comfortable. Um, we get questions answered. We walk our clients through building the vaults, as I said, initializing the keys before we do that, show them how to use the platform for deposits, for withdrawals. Um, very importantly, and, and another question that that um, businesses, business owners will typically ask is, what happens if something happens to Unchained? Um, we have a, a very um, good process that is compatible with uh, a number of different open source software platforms out there for our clients to recover access to their Bitcoin completely outside of our platform. So if something happens to Unchained, you've got your two keys, you can take this extra information that we call the wallet configuration, and you can load that up into any number of these other uh, open source software platforms to get access to the Bitcoin uh, in case mm -hmm. either something were to happen to us or, or maybe our platform is just down for, for some unknown reason uh, for an extended period of time, you always have access to your Bitcoin. So we want to make sure that our clients feel really comfortable with that, really understand how that process works uh, so that they um, can, can be confident in managing that treasury. And then we want to make sure that they understand how to get support from us, right? Um, who do they talk to? What does that process look like? Uh, and just make sure that their, their questions are answered around the ongoing support and, and process there, thereafter. Are there any other considerations or questions that business owners should be thinking about asking as they're getting started with a multi-sig setup? Or is it one of those things where they just reach out to you and get things figured out? I'm just, I'm just curious, you know, should people be thinking through uh, specifics before getting a strategy like this up and running? Yeah, I think, you know, multi-sig, first and foremost, is, is perfect for businesses that understand the value of holding keys, holding private keys to Bitcoin. Um, but before you, before you even go there, you need to make sure that you do understand the value of holding your own keys as either an individual or a business. Um, it's a it's a security first principle in Bitcoin that you should not leave uh, the control of that Bitcoin to a third party to somebody else. You need to figure out a way to eliminate that counterparty risk, and the only way to do that is by holding holding your own keys. Um, you know having us there as a trusted financial partner where we can't have access to your Bitcoin. There's no counterparty risk there, but we can provide that guidance and support is extremely valuable for businesses when they are especially thinking about, um, you know, potentially a large amount of Bitcoin that they're holding in treasury for their, for their business over a long period of time. So you mentioned earlier that in the past you'd had conversations with banks. I'm just curious to know bankers' receptivity to Bitcoin across the years, because in some ways they they could significantly benefit from uh, a Bitcoinized world, but at the same time they have a lot to to lose. So I'm curious to know, just like what are what are your your what's your perception of how bankers have responded and are responding to the possibility of incorporating Bitcoin in the future into what they're doing? I think the the types of people who have careers in financial services and in and banking in particular, um, their thought process around money 
and financial markets and financial assets uh, is very well aligned with exactly what they have experience with, which is the fiat financial world. Uh, and so even, even though most, a lot of them are open to the ideas around um, crypto and digital money and, and all of that kind of thing, um, my experience is that they come at that with that fiat lens. They're looking for yield. They're looking for DeFi and, and all this other stuff that we've seen time and time again uh, lead to a large amount of issues um, when they're kind of whistling past the graveyard in that Bitcoin is the, is the signal here. Uh, and so that was really the, the key message that I was trying to send in my conversations with people, um, which is that you know the banking world, if they choose to embrace Bitcoin and fold it into their um, their daily operations, uh, really could take advantage of its properties for transferring funds cross border, for clearing settlement, um, you know, across different counterparties, for the the uh, superior aspects that it has around collateral and um, borrowing against it, which is something that, that we offer here at Unchained. Um, there are a lot of different ways that the financial world, that the banking world could embrace Bitcoin and, and really buttress their business practices. Um, and unfortunately, I, I think they're probably going to be the, the last uh, or near the last to actually uh, adopt Bitcoin. We'll see, um, you know, maybe, or maybe we could say that's fortunate that they're going to do that because, you know, we, we've all seen what the, the fiat financial world has, has mm -hmm. kind of done to the incentive structure of the global economy. So going back to business owners, obviously multi-sig is the first thing. Self-custody is the first thing that usually brings people to Unchained. What tend to be like the next things that business owners find most valuable from Unchained as they develop their relationship with your organization? Yeah, I mean, they need a way to go into Bitcoin to be able to buy it you know, quickly and easily. Uh, we provide the ability for our clients to buy Bitcoin directly with us and we deposit it right into their vault. Uh, so they don't have to set up a separate account on an exchange like Coinbase or Gemini or, or anywhere else out there and then manage the withdrawal and deal with uh, the extra KYC uh, and withdrawal limits and, and all the other friction that is associated with doing that. Um, and so that's, that's a really important part of managing a treasury is being able to get in and out of that asset um, to be able to go between dollars and Bitcoin, um, especially as Bitcoin is still growing and that adoption needs to take hold. Um, a lot of businesses will utilize our, our Bitcoin-backed loans uh, to be able to fund operations from that treasury and kind of leverage that up. Uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's a really great tool um, used properly to be able to access the liquidity and access the, the value of that Bitcoin that you've got on your balance sheet without having to sell it. The last thing that um, we should be thinking about is, is selling Bitcoin, right? We want to make sure that we hold on to it as long as possible. And so taking a Bitcoin back loan uh, can, can allow you to get access to the value without having to sell it. And so it's really around managing that um, that treasury in a way that maximizes the value that you get from holding on to the Bitcoin while still keeping that, that long-term low time preference focus of ensuring that that treasury is going to be there, um, to, to fund your business, uh, you know, into the future. 
Excellent. Well, Trey, any final thoughts before we finish up the conversation? And along with that, where can people be going to find out more about Unchained and reaching out to you to potentially work with you? Yeah, the final message is, uh, you know, we're open for business for businesses. Um, I think every business should be finding a way to incorporate Bitcoin into their balance sheet, into their daily operations. Um, you know, the the events of the last few weeks with SVB and all of this banking crisis um, ha- has ignited, I think, a thought process around making sure that you have some form of your treasury in money that you control and that only you control, that you could get access to in case your bank is having some troubles and goes into receivership over the weekend. Uh, and so Bitcoin can be a great tool for doing that. Uh, and then I think, you know, we're really well set up going into this next bull market for the payments narrative of Bitcoin, which is kind of the next phase, I think, uh, to really take hold. All of the tools that, um, that we didn't have in 2017, but we do have now uh, around Lightning and being able to send and receive payments instantly and and for near free. Uh, those are all available to us, and I think they're going to really help to drive a lot of uh, more widespread adoption around the use cases for Bitcoin as a payment system, not only a store value asset. And so, you know, businesses need uh, a way to secure their treasury. Uh, in the best form of money on the planet, as you mentioned, uh, you know, at the beginning of, of our talk. But they also need some guidance. They also need some support. They need to have the ability to reach out to somebody uh, and get the support that they need to manage that, to help them think through some of the tougher questions around making sure that you're holding your own keys to your Bitcoin so that you can take advantage uh, of of the fact that you don't have any counterparty risk there. Um, and so that's exactly what we do. We provide that guidance. We provide that support. We provide the financial um, tools that businesses need to make sure they can manage their treasury uh, in, in a really solid way uh, and be able to plan for adopting Bitcoin on a more wide scale as that adoption continues. And where can people go to find out more about you and Unchained? Yeah, uh, unchained.com. Go there. We offer uh, complimentary consultations. So go in there and click that button and and, um, put your name in there. You'll be connected with me or um, somebody on my team. You can find me on Twitter at TS underscore HODL. I'm on LinkedIn. There's Trey Sellers as well. Um, I've got my own personal website, traysellers.com. You can get in touch with me a a number of different ways. But uh, if you do have any questions, feel free to to reach out. Uh, Happy to have that conversation and, and see how we can help you. Great. Trey, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Josh. Well, friends, as a wrap, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Business Bitcoinization Show. If you want to reach out to either me or Trey, you can find those links down in the show notes. And if you're looking for a partner to help you with a multi-sig solution for your business, consider Unchained. As always, keep building, keep growing, and until next time, keep living and leading well. If you're a regular listener of the podcast, thank you. If you want to take a further step in your support for the show, you can help us grow by listening on Fountain, a value-for-value podcast app on iOS or Android. If you hear something you like that you disagree with or anything else, you can share it by sending some sats and adding a comment with your thoughts. Some of you have already done this, and I appreciate it. I'm going to begin reading your boosts on upcoming episodes, so if you have some insight or value to add, let the people know. Getting started with Fountain is easy. You can add Bitcoin to your Fountain wallet by using your fiat accounts or any lightning wallet and one of my favorite features is that once you're using the app you can earn sats just by listening on fountain 
Check out the link in the show notes to get started with Fountain today.